Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for June 17, 2018. First up this week is a reminder to call your U.S. Senators and ask them to support the Marrakesh Treaty, which will help bring more accessible reading materials to blind and visually impaired people both in the United States and around the world. The passage of the treaty will allow Braille and other accessible materials to be shared between countries. For example, a book produced in Braille in England can, if Marrakesh is passed, be shared with readers here in the U.S., Remember that each state has two senators, and you can reach your senators by calling the United States Capitol Switchboard at 202-224-3121 and following the prompts. The Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Reunion is coming up on Friday and Saturday, July 27 and 28 at the Ramada Inn here in Louisville. Room rates are $79 a night plus tax. And you can make reservations by calling the hotel at 502-897-5101. The pre-registration information will be mailed this week. We are pleased to tell you that the Talking Book narrators and radio personalities Jack Fox and his daughter Jill Fox will be our banquet speakers. Remember that you don't have to be an alumnus of the Kentucky School for the Blind to attend. We hope all you Talking Book fans will join us and meet Jack and Jill Fox. Since the ACB convention is right around the corner, and since a sizable number of KCB members are planning to attend, we had a discussion about tipping at the June 8 roundabout sponsored by the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. We talked about several other related topics as well, and the entire discussion time took almost an hour. Thanks to Adam Rushevel for bringing us an edited version of our useful tips on tipping. Marty Schultz, author of the Blindfold Games for the iPhone, has been a guest on Soundprints in the past. This week we demo a relatively new blindfold game from Marty called Blindfold Runner. This is a single-player game, and there really is no end to it. You just play and play and play, moving to harder and harder levels. There's lots of action, great sounds, and plenty of chances to accumulate prizes. There's even an expedition game, where you need to buy supplies with the prize coins you win while playing the game. Your supplies include water, power bars, even running shoes, all things you need to keep going on your expedition. The game is free in the iPhone App Store, and you can play the practice games for free. The game comes with 10 coins, one coin good for each of 10 games. If you like the game after you use your 10 coins, you can buy unlimited play for just $6.95. We hope you enjoy our demo of Blindfold Runner on page 3. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. Want to suggest, we want suggestions on places that you tip. This is kind of like going to be in a $10,000 pyramid or whatever. Places that you tip. Uh, restaurants. Places, uh, your hairdresser or your barber. Well, one place I always tip is a coffee shop, especially because I have them to carry it over to the table or bring it to the table. So, 
since they go out of their way for me, I make sure I tip. And then that way, the next time I come in, they, I hope, will remember me. Also, um, another uh, place I tip is when I take my dog to be groomed. Sometimes not real sure how much to give, but I always, beside, you know, the other fee, I always uh, give a uh, tip there, too. The thing that just popped into mind would be your uh, bellman, like if you go traveling or whatever, and you use uh, them to help you get to the the motels or whatever, yeah, or to find businesses or whatever. You might want to do the bellman or what have you. I think you should, you should tip your... Uh, Delivery people like pizza, pizza, you know, guys that delivers and stuff like that. I was going to say delivery people too, with the, any delivery like grocery people and all that. But also, um, sometimes cab drivers too, or any transportation uh, people. Also, if you're in an airport or bus station or whatever, and somebody. Uh, offers to, you know, the people help you get to the gate to find your plane and all. I always try to tip them, too. I usually don't call this tipping, but maybe once in a while I like to give gifts to the mailman because he <laughs> comes every day, brings a lot of stuff, you know, books and... Uh, Do you get a lot of books? Oh, that? yeah, I get a lot of books. And, <laughs> and he, he, they bring, if it's the same mailman, usually it is. So every, every so often we buy them some type of gift. Oh, but that's a really good suggestion. My mailman is overworked. Yeah. Right. And he probably needs so a gift. So it wasn't like you think of him or her yes. and you buy them something special for a mm -hmm. birthday or Christmas. Or a holiday. Yeah. So. Okay, great suggestion. Okay. I've got one thing to go along with, which, okay? My postman, Ron, every year at Christmas, gives everybody on the block a Christmas card. So this year and last year, we made cookies and we gave Ron cookies. And he thought that that was great. But the, but the next time that he came, because he, he does that right before he takes off it on his leave, because he's been there a long time, he, um, he, he said that the bad part about it was is that his wife didn't get any of the cookies. He ate them as he walked <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, now, that was Ron's problem. And I, I, surely he didn't tell when he got home that he had cookies and didn't take any home. He did, and so we, we, we had some more. And we had uh -huh. the wife Okay. All right. David, uh, oh, David. I heard somebody say restaurants, but... Don't, don't forget to tip your bartender, please. I used to be a bartender. It's much appreciated. <laughs> David, I can't imagine you being a bartender. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're not a bartender anymore. <laughs> you don't have a bartender personality. Oh, yes. You do? Really? Oh, yes. Everybody has a story. Okay. All right. So be sure and tip the bartender. See, you never know what you're going to find out about people. What I'd like for us to do now is kind of more from who we tip to how much we tip. And then we'll come back to a few situations where you don't tip, too. In fact, let's start out with one of those. 
So when you go to the airport and you get an assist to the gate, or you get off the plane and, is, and an assist meets you, there's a difference in an assist person and like an agent with the airline. So when you go check in at the airport, you're coming in and you're going to your flight, that person, uh, you check in at the gate, or you check in at the front, at the desk in front when you come in, or at the kiosk now, and then an assist person comes to take you to the gate. Now, that assist person is not an employee of the airline. Um, they work for a company that provides those people, and the airlines make contract with the, the companies, or the airlines may pay so much to those companies for providing that service, but that person, you, you tip that person. You get to the gate, and you check in, and then someone from the desk walks you down the jetway and onto the plane. That is an employee of the airline. Very seldom does the assist person walk on the plane with you. Only if you're about to miss the plane and they're desperate to get you on there does that assist person actually go on the plane with you. 99% um, of the time, the person who walks you onto the plane is a person who can take your ticket, person who uh, can check you in at that gate, and so on. So they are airline employees, and you do not tip them. Um, they are not supposed to take tips. Um, just like your flight attendant is not supposed to take a tip. They, they are employed by Delta or Southwest or whatever. When you get off the plane, the same rule applies. The assist person will often meet you now on the jetway. They can actually come onto the jetway, and the airlines people like for them to do that because as soon as you come off the plane, they like for that assist person to be there. But if that person isn't there and they're not going to be there uh, quickly, sometimes uh, either a flight attendant will walk you up, especially if it's at night and they want to get out of there. So they'll walk you up to the gate. I've even had them say, oh, come on, that assist person's really slow. Come on, you can just walk down with me. I'm getting an Uber or I'm getting a cab, so you go on and walk down. And if it's a flight attendant or if it's a gate person, it's the same rule of the plies going the other way. You don't tip them, but you tip assist people. So it, you, you, it's some, it may be hard for you to even know. Usually the, uh, when you take their arm, the person who is working for the airline, it, it's almost like they have, a, I don't know what they actually wear, but it's like a suit coat, or um, it, it feels their, their, um, their uniform feels dressy. I don't know how to put it any other way. If it's an assist person, they, be, they may be in shirt sleeves, you know. Um, they're, they're more casually dressed. Uh, also, the assist person often doesn't speak English very well. Um, and they may also ask for your name or to see your ticket stub. And when that first started, I was very uncomfortable with that. 
because I wasn't sure that I wanted these people who were from God knows where, um, you know, having all my information. But they are supposed to enter that into their log. And so it is okay for them to ask, and it's really important for them to get that information from you. Are there any questions about the airport? How much? I mean, usually it's like, a, what, a couple of dollars, or some, in some cases I've heard like a dollar a bag or something like that, so how much? Okay, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. If they're walking you to the plane, um, and if they're, I, I usually tip two or three dollars if they're walking me to the plane. But if I want them to stop and help me get a hamburger, or water, or a soft drink, or cookies, or whatever. And, and now they'll ask you, do you need to, you know, would you like to stop somewhere? I mean, unless you're really in a hurry. Um, they will ask if you want to stop somewhere. They're told to do that because, of course, I mean, you might need to stop at the restroom or whatever. And, and that's sort of a courtesy thing. But if you say yes, I want to make a stop. Remember, they are spending their time to help you, and it's kind of like back to Bill Deathridge's thing about service. So if they um, stop and get, um, help me get uh, maybe a sandwich or even a soft drink, it doesn't matter how simple it is, if it's a stop, um, then I'm gonna tip them a couple more dollars uh, because that's taking more time. And they could have already been back picking up somebody else and um, and getting another tip from someone else, uh, and they don't. I don't think they get paid a whole lot, so um, I'm not really sure about that. But uh, but you can bet they probably appreciate. Uh, in fact, I know once you tip them, they'll say, "Oh, I'll check back." You know, well, if you've got a long wait between planes, sometimes it's nice to have somebody that will circle back and say, "Oh, did you need something from?" Did you, did you want me to go get you something from McDonald's or whatever? They may not come back. They might. But uh, if, you, if you give them a, a nice tip, um, when they take you from one place to another and you're sitting there waiting, the chances are when they're back in your direction, they're going to come back and, and ask you if you, need, if you need something. So, um, yeah, that, that's a real good. And there's not a hard and fast rule. But um, now when you're coming back out, when you're coming down to get, get your luggage, um, you want to make sure if you've got three or four bags with you and they're having to drag those things off of the, of course people don't take that much anymore because they have to pay for each bag. It's amazing how that changed, what, how people pack. But um, in today's world, uh, on a lot of airlines, if you check that second, the first bag is $25, the second bag is 35 well, if you're on Southwest, you get your first bag for free, um, and so you take a big bag, you know. But if, it, if it's up at their limit, like 40 pounds, or some airlines allow 50 pounds, those are pretty heavy. Make sure they're on wheels, first of all. And, um, and tip a couple of dollars for the bag, but also remember, they're walking you from that plane down. So to me, um, you know, a $5 tip to go from plane, get my bag, and go out and get my, my ride. I mean, that is, that, that's not exorbitant at all. 
other amounts that you tip. What about at a restaurant? How much do you tip today? 15 to 20%. 15% to 20% today. And hotels, like for example, at, um, in St. Louis, when we have a luncheon that is planned, the hotel bills that, they, they give us a price, and then they tell us how much that, quote, service charge is gonna be. And most hotels have that up to 22 to 23%. The thing that rubs me the wrong way about that, sometimes the waiters don't get that. Um, that just goes to the hotel. If the service is extra good, then you're gonna wanna make it 20. Patty's point about um, when you go in and you tip well, especially at the beginning, uh, when the bellman, Joey mentioned the bellman, when they take you up to your room, and um, if they spend time, you know, some of us, we like for them to stick us in the door, show us where the, the, the thermostat is, and clear out. You know, we don't need to be shown where everything is in the room because we've traveled a lot. Um, and I'm going to look around and find the phone. Or I'm going to, you know, I don't need them to show me where the bathroom is and where the closet is because I know how hotel rooms are built. But if you haven't traveled very much or you're really, you know, have a problem getting oriented, then you might have them spend time helping. And so you tip extra for that. But um, for them to take me up to my room, um, if they're taking a couple of us, you know, it, it, it's always, you know, it, if it's just simply a, a real quick trip, then um, if I would tip, you know, three or four dollars if it's just one bag and just me. But if there's two of us and there's a bunch, of, and we have several things and it's on their cart and it takes a while, especially if we have to stand around and wait, then, you know, Adam tips more. And I will tell you that when uh, when Adam goes in that lobby, we're not short of we're not short of help. Um, I, I, sometimes I think we can over tip, but if it's a big hotel and you have a hard time getting around in it, sometimes you know they could sure be the rescue to come come and, and help you get where you want to be. It's Bill. Back to the restaurant. Um, I think you need to talk about when you're in a large group that um, they tip sometimes on your bill. Yes, that is true. And it's, restaurants have different policies. If the policy, and you can always ask, so what is a group? To us, a group might be 12, or a group might be 10, but to that restaurant, it might be eight. And so, um, like when we went uh, to some restaurant recently, somebody said, Oh, is the tip been added? And um, and they said no. Well, that was that was good because you need to know uh, if that's on there because they're going to add usually 18% on there, and if it's already on there, you don't want to tip again. So it never hurts to ask, and they will tell you, and then you can you can um, you know decide how much you want to give. So how do you figure out how much, quickly, how much you're going to tip? So let's say that your bill is 
$20.79, and you want a tip. How, can somebody tell me, how would you figure that out? I heard one-tenth. I heard at one point, now this may have changed with the percentage rate, but on like $20, it, you would tip $3. All right, that's 15%. Mm -hmm. That's that's fifteen percent. And maybe add another dollar for twenty. I'm not sure. Well, let me pick a different amount. Let's say your bill is sixteen dollars and uh, let's say sixteen dollars and seventy two cents. Okay. So ten percent of that about would be would be about how much? About dollar seventy. Okay. About a dollar seventy. Does everybody follow that? Okay, all right. Now, if you want 15%, it would be half again because, uh, so what would half of a dollar seventy be? 80 or 85 cents. It doesn't matter if you're perfect. I've, I've seen some people agonize over two cents. You don't want to do that because that makes you look cheap. You don't want to look cheap, right? You want to look like you know what you're doing. And you don't want to look like, you may go back to that restaurant. And, and you don't want people to think, oh, boy, you're just, you know, busy. You just don't want to look like you're, you're just barely eking out the pennies. So, okay, so we've got $1.70 and we've got 80 or 85 cents. So if, if you add that together, 17 and eight is how much? 25. So $2.50 would be your 15% tip. And so when somebody comes, you know, don't say, um, if you give them a 20, now, so let's say you give them a 20 and your bill was $16.72 and your tip should be $2.50. So at that point, we're up to over $19, aren't we? Are you going to ask for your change? No, you are not. You're not going to say, well, would you give me back 75 cents, please? That you don't want to do that. It makes you look good. And you know what else it does? If you are in a group of other people, and you've got somebody sitting there who maybe hasn't participated in our tipping discussion, and they don't exactly know how to do it, or maybe it's been a while, and they've kind of forgotten. You are setting a good example for other people. And you never know, even when somebody at the next table may be hearing the conversation, and it can be a good example. How much are those restaurant people making usually? Yeah, two or three dollars an hour. So those tips are important. What if you're getting bad service? What do we do if we're getting bad service? Um, this is Samantha. Yes. Um, I usually just leave a small amount of tip or not at all. Okay. Okay. All right. So Samantha says she leaves a small tip or she doesn't leave a tip at all. And you know what? That's kind of what I tend to do. But I've got an article here that makes a couple of different points. And it sort of made me feel guilty. 
because it talks about how other people, in a lot of restaurants, other people, those tips are divided with other people. So if you leave no tip, then you're not just hurting the, the waiter, the waiter or the, the wait the wait staff that waited on your table, but you're also hurting those other people that depend on them getting those getting the tips. So I, I was reading that, and even though I knew that in my mind, I hadn't thought about that very much. So I might give that a little different thought, like another time when I get really irritated at somebody who's not providing good um, good service. I have here, uh, I found the, um, an article that says, uh, the Emily Post Institute provides these general recommendations. And these may or may not, these may be different for different parts of the country or whatever, and we're certainly not even talking about cruise ships and international stuff because uh, most of us aren't out floating around on a cruise ship. Uh, but, uh, it says 15 to 20% for sit-down restaurant service. That's what we talked about. It says 10% for servers at buffets. And in parens, it says uh, for help with drink orders and plate removal. So, and probably in that would also be if they, if you're at a buffet and then they walk you to your table, uh, that's certainly over and above uh, the, uh, what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, one to two dollars per drink for bartenders, 15 to 20 percent of the bar tab. So, so let's be sure we remember David. <laughs> it says other examples include valets, two to five dollars to retrieve a vehicle. Okay, that's in a hotel where they park well, you know, but I don't think I'll be parking my car. <laughs> but you might be out with somebody. You say, well, that doesn't affect me. Well, it might because you might have someone driving you somewhere, and that might be appropriate. And that person driving, if they're taking you somewhere, and, um, and the hotel has parked the car or whatever, that's not really their responsibility to pay for that. If they're there because of you, then it's your you know, that, that, that becomes your responsibility because they've taken you to that hotel. Um, 15 to 20% for taxi drivers, hairstylists, manicurists, and those doing massages, and at least a couple of dollars for pizza delivery. Um, now, usually we tip our pizza guy more than a couple of dollars, because we're just real happy that he's brought it to us. Um, but that tipping also uh, goes, uh, goes along with some of the other services. Now, um, in the Uber and the Lyft apps, if you'll notice in there, if, um, I have discovered that the suggested tip will usually give you three levels of tipping or you can, you can add in your own, you can customize your tip. Um, and I've noticed that in Uber, I'm not sure if it does this in Lyft because I don't ride Lyft enough to figure it out, but in Uber, sometimes the tips will start at $2, sometimes they'll start at 3 Now why would that be a difference? 
could be the type of car you've got, too. That could be, but... The distance, the distance, yeah, the, the cost of the ride. It, it seems to me, this is just in my observing, I haven't read anything on this, but it seems to me that um, it will start to see just a $3 tip if it's uh, a longer ride and a $2 tip if it's a little short ride. But also it says here, for Skycaps Hotel Bell and Hotel Bellhops, <laughs> figure $2 for the first bag and $1 for each additional bag. Now, <clears throat> we had talked about that before, and most of the time at the airport, uh, when you're checking in, you put your bag on the, you, know, you check that in at the beginning, and you're only carrying a small bag now to the plane, but you might want to apply that if you're getting, if they're getting, helping you to get bags off the conveyor belt. It says doorman can receive a dollar or two to carry luggage or hail cabs. That doesn't mean that if they just speak to you when you are going in the hotel, you're going to give them a tip. But if they are helping you to get a cab or helping you to carry something into the hotel, then you're going to give them a tip. For hotel staff, the Emily Post Institute suggests 2 to $5 per night with money left each day since housekeeping crews change throughout the week and a thank you note for the staff. Now, I will have to say that we usually don't do that, but given that the staff sometimes are different by the time you check out than the staff that was there when you check in, it might not be a bad idea to leave them a couple of dollars each day rather than to leave money at the end of the week. Yes. Yes, I think especially for people with guide dogs, I think uh, you should leave uh, a little bit extra tip for the cleaning staff. You absolutely should if you let your dog on the bed. Well, I can if you tell leave your you, dog on the bed, you shouldn't be there in the first place. Well, yes, that is very true. Um, I can tell you from having been the convention coordinator for ACB and working with hotel staffs, there is nothing, and I mean nothing, that makes us look any worse. And we want everybody to think we're great and wonderful, but there is nothing that makes us look any worse than if the dog is, if the bed is full of dog hair. So, um, and that means they have to clean that, do extra cleaning in that room um, because the dog has been on the bed. They just can't change the sheets and let another person sleep in that bed. Uh, also, as an aside, please, if you have a dog and you're going to a hotel, do not let your dog drink out of the ice bucket. There is nothing that, that is more, um, well, I'll just say that hotel staff are extremely unhappy and there have been times that they have levied a, um, a cost an extra cost to that room. And I remember conventions where people have come in and said, they can't do this because that's discriminatory. It is not discriminatory that, that you do disgusting things. So um, they can charge you more money for stuff like that. But now here's another thing that we haven't talked about. We don't see a whole lot anymore, I guess. But you know, there used to be, um, sometimes there's jars, uh, coin jars at cash registers. 
uh, it says there's no obligation to add money to them, although it might be worth it if you receive super service or you're a regular customer. Um, so those are some, just some little things uh, that, that may be, you know, that might be helpful. Okay, one more little um, thing it has here, a little note. It says, tipping augments minimum wage. Uh, tips are legally considered wages, and restaurants in some states can apply some tips received by workers to meet the business's obligation to pay minimum wages, according to the National Restaurant Association. Pre-tax profit margins for restaurants are fairly slim uh, in the three to six percent range. Deanna could sure tell us that, right? Yeah, because our dad ran a restaurant. So when you tip, you help subsidize these employment costs. One reason tipping expectations vary is that minimum wages are all over the board. There's a federal minimum wage uh, and uh, $7.25 an hour when this was written. But many states and cities have their own higher levels. Plus, many localities have a separate minimum for workers who receive regular tip income. For example, both the regular and tipped worker minimum wage is $8.25 in Nevada. And that is in Reno, where we were last year. But the tip worker minimum is just $2.13 in nearby Utah, Texas, and many other southern states. Kentucky isn't much higher than that. Tips are a big part of compensation for waiters and waitresses who average $12 to $17 an hour in tips compared with $4 to $5 an hour in wages, according to the National Restaurant Association. Those are median figures, so servers at busy or upper-end restaurants can do much better. Uh, full bill versus pre-tax tipping. Do you tip on the full restaurant bill or the pre-tax amount? On a large bill, the difference can add up, especially in places such as Arizona, where sales tax rates can exceed 9%. But it's only 6% here in Kentucky. The general recommendation from the Emily Post Institute is that the 15 to 20% rate for servers or 10% for buffet staff should be applied on the pre-tax amount. Logistically, there's no strong rationale to tip on taxes, though many people do. Any other comments? Mighty good. Okay, well, thank you all for listening. I think a lot of people have participated in this discussion. And um, for those of us going to St. Louis, just be sure and remember when you get to the hotel that um, you'll want to make sure you tip that bell staff pretty good. Because they can be a whole lot of help during that convention week. I do want to add one more thing in the hotel. Just one other thing. Um, you do not, hotels are kind of like um, airports. You tip some people and you do not tip others. Um, you don't tip like the front desk staff. 
Um, but you do tip the bell staff. You do tip the doorman. You do not. But the front desk staff is. They're sort of like. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know what the, They're like the agents at the airport. Okay. Thank you. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Page 3. About a week ago, I saw a post from the Blindfold Games blog where Marty Schultz was talking about the Blind Runner game. And one of his fans had written to him saying that uh, he wondered what people found interesting in video games and then he never could understand it. And then he started playing the Blind Runner game and all of a sudden he's hooked on it. Um, this was a teenager in school, and he said his teachers were mighty unhappy because he wasn't doing his homework anymore. He was playing Blindfold Runner instead. So uh, I thought, well, this might be kind of fun, and usually I don't like these kinds of games. But I started playing it, and I will tell you, it is really cool. So I thought we would share it today, just a short demo. First of all, you're running down a road, and uh, you have sounds in front of you and on either side of you. You really need to play this with a headset so you can tell which direction the sound is coming from and therefore which way you need to turn in order to stay in the game. There's no winning to this game. It goes on as long as you want it to go. You do complete levels and move through the games. The sounds that you have are quite varied and I thought we'd look at a few of them here before we play a practice game. First of all, your gestures that you use with this game are very simple. You either flick up, flick down, flick to the left, or flick to the right. Uh, or you can call that a slide. But it's moving your finger up, right, down, or left, depending on which way you need to go. Or if you need to jump something ahead of you, you flick up toward the top of the phone. If you need to slide under something, you flick down. And if you need to turn to the left, of course you flick left. If you need to turn to the right, you flick right. You also can win prizes in this game. You collect coins as you run along. And there are sounds that are associated with those as well. Let's look at some of the sounds that we jump over. Things to jump over. That would be a forward flick. We have a river. We have a fire, a canyon, there's two canyons, this is the first one, canyon two, cars, another car sound, a bicycle, lava, a fallen tree, and another fallen tree, a volcano, jump over that volcano. We also have chickens. Now, then 
there are things that we slide under. An elephant, you might have a hard time jumping over that elephant. A train. Railroad gate. Electric wires. A truck. A horse. A tunnel. A waterfall. A cave. A camel. A hawk. Bees. A whole swarm of the bees. And then we have things that turn left or right. A lion. A rattlesnake. A rock slide. A dog. Cows. A wall. Ice cream truck. I love this one. A troll. Horses running. Children. A fire truck. Construction. And then we have prizes. And you win prizes for, um, you get different numbers of coins when you win a prize. So now, we're going to play an easy game. This is an easy practice game. When you get this game, it comes with 10 coins. And you have practice games for which you don't have to pay any coins. First is easy practice. Practice side to side with prizes. And practice jump or slide for prizes. We're just going to do a quick easy practice game here first. To go back to the main menu, swipe up with three fingers. Starting game. E now we're running down the road. And I am facing my speaker so that I'm exactly in the middle between the speakers. And I can hear the left and right. I had to slide under. Now let's see what's coming. This could be the fire. And we're probably going to jump over that. Let's see. Nope, it's telling us to turn left. So I did. I flicked my finger to the left. Coming up on the left is a bicycle, it sounds like. And it will tell me to turn right. Nope. Telling me to jump over that. It's a little hard. My speakers are kind of close together. Here comes something on my right. So, the sound is going to go from my right to the left. Across, and I flicked left. And now, this sound sounds to me as if it's in front of me. So it's probably going to have me jump over. Nope. You finished nope. the wanted practice to, game. Wanted you me to slide five under. Five okay, now we're going to play a game. That was a very, very simple beginning practice. Now we'll play the practice side to side for prizes. When you first start the game, you can um, move your arm to the left or right for your prizes. Uh, but 
If you don't want to do that, you can reset the phone so that you will tilt the phone instead of having to swing your arm. I have changed my phone to tilt because it's a little easier for me to to use it that way. Here we go. To go back to the main menu, swipe up with three fingers. Starting game. Practice side to side for prizes. Swipe up to begin. Okay, I'm running down the road and I have something on my left here. And there is my signal for a prize. And I have to turn to the right to avoid that obstacle. Now there's something coming up on my right. And that little rattle was coins on my left. And all I had to do was flick my phone over there to get my prize and just run across my money. Okay. I had to avoid the obstacle on the right. Now I'm getting a coin. Uh, the rattle is a coin. And I got that because I ran across it. Here I'm going to come up to sliding under. So this is combining two different things. Now I have another obstacle. And I have money on the right and I'm just tilting my phone to get it. I couldn't hear if I actually hear a little bell ring if you actually get it. Okay. I avoided. I had to turn right that time. You can't hear it because you're not hearing this in stereo. Uh, money on my right. I'll go get it. I did. I have the river in front of me, and I'm going to jump you over it. You finished the practice game. You completed five out of five actions and won five prizes in this practice we game. We got all five game prizes. Is over. All right. Now we're going to do one more little quick practice, and that is going to be the practice game with jumps and slides. When you're getting your prizes, if if it's just if you don't hear any sound with it, um, but just the rattle indicating there's coins, then you just run across it. You just move your phone to the left or the right, or just keep running in front of you, and you will get the prizes. But if you hear a sound where the prize is above you or below you, then you have to flick up or down once you go to get the prize. And um, that will be a jump or a slide in order to, um, to, get, the, to get the prize. We're going to try this out. This keeps getting a little more complicated. And uh, actually, there is, in addition to the practice games and an easy game, there's a regular game and an expedition game. And in that expedition game, you have to buy supplies to keep going, too. So it's, it's many, many different levels of activity. Okay, so here is our practice jump or slide for prizes. To go back to the main menu, swipe up with three fingers. Starting game, practice jump... The dog is on my left. And I'm running down the middle of the road. And I heard the money on my right. And it went up. So now I've got to turn. And I successfully turned away from the dog. He was on my left. Now I think I can get money on my left. Yes, I did. I'm still running. And I hear the lava. And I can jump over it. Oh, good. We missed the lava. All right. This sounds like the electric wires. 
And I'm going to go get some money. Over on my right. Maybe. I think that's where I got it. But I better turn away from those electric wires. And now the bicycle's coming. And I hear a lot of money on my right, so I'll try to get it. And here's the bicycle. I've got to jump over it. And here comes the fire truck over on the right. Money on the left. I'll go get that. I hope I got it. It's a little hard to hear since I'm trying to listen and talk to you at the same time. Yep, missed a couple of a couple of prizes. Over. Swipe up with three fingers to return to the main menu. So as you see, one finger to play again. it keeps getting more and more complicated. The easy game is a little more complicated than what we were listening to. It, it You have to react a little quicker. Like I say, if you have headsets, it's a great experience because the sound moves. You can hear the uh, the wind in the canyon moving around in front of you. You can hear the, the sounds very clearly in your left or right ear. And uh, it's just a great game. Try it if you'd like. It's Blindfold Runner, available uh, in the App Store on the iPhone. And we hope you've enjoyed this demo. And let us know if you play the game. Page 4. The Sound Prince Calendar. On June 22... GLCB will hold a roundabout from 3.30 until 10, and it will include the following activities. Education and technology with iPhones, Orbit readers, and more from 3.30 to 5. Tip time from 5 to 5.30, which will include how to wear scarves. Page turners and a discussion of online sources for books such as Bookshare and Bard from 5.30 until 6. Dinner 6 to 7. Next Generation Meeting from 7 to 7.30 and Other Games and Crafts until 10 o'clock. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On June 24, ACB Families will have a parent support group call at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The phone number is 712-432-3900. And the code is 796096. June 25, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have a membership call at 7 p.m. by phone. The number is 605-475-6006. And the code is 294444. June 27, Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its next peer support group meeting. From noon to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council office in Lexington, 1093 South Broadway. Give them a call at 859-259-1834 to RSVP or for more information. There will be no low vision support group meeting in Louisville on Thursday, June 28. On June 29, there will be no TLCB roundabout meeting in Louisville, nor will there be a roundabout on July 6. From June 29 to July 6 will be the 57th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. The week begins with tours and activities on the 29th in St. Louis, Missouri, and concludes with more tours on July 6. 
In between, there will be many exhibits, workshops, programs, additional tours, and other great events at the Union Station Hotel in St. Louis. For more information, visit www.acbconvention.org or give us a call at 502-895-4598. And now for July. Several activities will not take place the first week of July because of the ACB National Convention. Those activities are as follows. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will not have its regularly scheduled monthly conference call on Tuesday, July 3. The American Council of Blind Lions will not meet on Thursday, July 5, and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will not hold a roundabout on Friday, July 6. On Sunday, July 8, the KCB Next Generation will have its meeting at 8 p.m. by phone on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On July 10, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The speaker will be from the Owensboro Fire Department talking about fire safety. It will be at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Contact Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. On July 11, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its regularly scheduled conference call meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. For more information about NKCB, call 859-781-7369. On July 11, the KCB PR Membership Committee meeting will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On July 12, the Kentucky Council of the Blind with Low Vision will have its next support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 895-4598, area code 502, for more information. On July 13, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind Roundabout will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time and tip sheet from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, bingo, and other games and crafts from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On July 14, there will be a Braille for the Sighted activity at the American Printing House for the Blind, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So, do you ever stare at those dots in an elevator and wonder how they can possibly mean words? In two hours, you'll discover how to read Braille and write Braille on a slate and stylus or a Braille writer at the APH Museum. Call 502-899-2213 for more information. 
On July 14, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its board meeting at 11 a.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006. The code is 294444. On July 15, the KSB alumni will have a board meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. July 16 is the monthly KCB board meeting at 7.30 p.m. by conference call at 669-900-6833. Enter code 3572-595-193. On July 20, the GLCB roundabout will have education and technology from 3.30 to 5 p.m. A special activity sponsored by the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana teaching you about dog massage beginning at 4.30. The tip sheet from 5 to 6. Dinner 6 to 7 and games and crafts from 7 until 10. Call 502-895-4598 for more information and to sign up. On July 22, ACB Families will have its next peer support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On July 23, Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have its membership call 7 p.m. Eastern Time 605-475-6006. Enter code 294444. On July 25, Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its peer support group meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834. July 27 and 28 is the KSB 73rd Annual Alumni Conference and Reunion at the Ramada Inn in Louisville, 1041 Zorn Avenue. On July 28 will be a Bards and Storytellers activity at the American Printing House for the Blind, 1 to 3 p.m. Call 899-2213, area code 502, for more information. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598. Or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.